You're listening to The John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. Viewers with the snap, first down, fires over the middle, Sanders. JT the catch to the 20. Sue, get up to this one. JT Sanders, his first big hit. A 2023, a 44-yard touchdown strike from Quinn Ewers to Jatavian Sanders. Now back to today's JMO Radio Show from the Allen Samuel Studios. Let's visit now with the ubiquitous voice of the Longhorns, Craig Way. He is the voice of the Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. I like cut courtesy of the Longhorn Sports Network from Learfield. Uh, love any intro that includes the word ubiquitous, and it fits here as we're joined by the voice of the Longhorns and our good friend Craig Way. Craig, welcome to you. We appreciate your time this afternoon. You know, when I heard the word ubiquitous, John, I immediately went, I have the dictionary.com app on my phone. <laughs> right. I went, to, I went to kind of look it up to make sure I under un, understood that. So yeah. I guess that, that, that makes us uh, both fall into the ubiquitous category, and I'm okay with that. Very good. All right, so Saturday, do this for our listeners. At some point during your broadcast on Saturday, work in the word ubiquitous, okay? You you got it. All right, you and, got it. and I'll yeah, do the yeah. same, and we'll compare now. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, it's great to visit with you. Look forward to you guys coming on Saturday. Uh, Craig, I know how much you um, respect and have such good memories of the time, you know, in the Southwest Conference, Big 12 Conference. So how is this hitting you this week that this, you know, maybe the final time Baylor and Texas play in football? Yeah, it makes me sad, JMO. It it does, thinking about it, Uh, especially with uh, the uh, beautiful beautiful uh, stadium that McLean Stadium is I will have only gotten to call a game in it five times mm. it, as chance would have it I, I never did or haven't had a chance to call a high school playoff game there the schedules just didn't work out for me but uh, but I've enjoyed the four opportunities I've had to call a game out of McLean I, I do have as you pointed out great memories of Floyd Casey Stadium and, and and that includes even games when 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 Texas lost, like the the last one there when you turned out the lights and everybody uh, got a piece of of the chair, the sawed off chair in the booth. <laughs> right there, and I you know, even though that was a uh, an icy, uh, very frigid afternoon, uh, and, and Baylor did win the game to win the, the win the Big Twelve championship. Even you know even though that have, I have a lot of fond memories. I've called state championship games at, at Floyd Casey, and then. Uh, four, uh, you know, good experiences calling games, two wins, two losses there at, at McLean with Texas playing there. But it's but it's about just neighbors getting together, you know, 100 miles apart, and, and I'm going to miss that. And I'm looking forward to the two basketball games and the one remaining baseball series we have uh, together, and hopefully something works out in the future for non-conference meetings. I, I know there's nothing on the immediate horizon, but maybe something gets worked out down the road but there's no question I, I i'm i'm feeling a little bit melancholy about it all this week yeah i hear you i feel the same way and know this we're gonna miss you guys uh just you know tremendous uh camaraderie and uh you know the fellowship we've had through the years uh i really appreciate that wish y'all nothing but the best but understand this too hope from a baylor perspective uh you know and baylor fans want to send texas out with a loss in the last meeting with ut you understand that and you're going to get that all year aren't you yeah you know this this business that you know uh, some folks are taking to calling it the farewell tour yeah and other than lubbock 
because uh, other than playing Texas Tech, who they do not face in Lubbock this year, Tech will be in Austin on Black Friday. But other than that, John, it really almost kind of is a, a swing around the state. I uh. mean, they'll go to Fort Worth to play TCU. They'll go to Houston to play Houston in their one meeting as Big 12 conference opponents. And then, of course, Baylor. So there's 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 that. And then, of course, they go to Dallas for the Oklahoma game, uh, which which will continue, obviously. Uh, but but otherwise, it's uh, – it is kind of sentimental uh, going uh, going around the state playing these teams, at least for the last time in the foreseeable future. We'll we'll see, and then and as we know, and as you know, John, um, the bowl structure is set up to where you do have Big Twelve against SEC and mm-hmm. like three of those different bowls. So uh, it may not be you know goodbye. It just may be so long for a little while anyway. Certainly goodbye in terms of the Big Twelve. And you're right that the competition and the camaraderie that's been there over the years has been a great deal of fun. Absolutely. All right, uh, great win two weeks ago uh, in Tuscaloosa over Alabama. Last week, uh, you know, it was close for a a large part of the game against Wyoming, and you pulled away late. Was there, uh, as you look back on it, a little bit of an Alabama hangover last week? You know, I would have said going into the game, that it would be the closest thing to not having a hangover with it because all the guys said all the right things. Uh, Sark said they had good practices. But then even in retrospect, Sark even said it's, it's, it's almost unrealistic to think that there can't be some sort of downdraft, if you will, coming out of that. And then, and then maybe the intensity quite isn't there even though they they practiced well and did all their homework and all that other kind of stuff also add to that wyoming was very well prepared for the game craig bowl uh, unveiled uh, a defense that that texas had not seen in either of the two games on film from uh, wyoming so it threw them off no doubt and and i, I think that led to the sluggish start uh, they ended up getting things going later so it's it's reasonable to think that uh, some there might have been some hangover or a little bit of lag coming out of that. They were finally able to snap out of it a little bit in the fourth quarter, make some big plays on both sides of the ball. In what ways have you seen uh, improvement in Quinn Ewers so far this year? Uh, two or three areas, John. You were at uh, Big 12 Media Days right. uh, back in July, and, and I know you saw Quinn, and people who had only seen him briefly might not even have recognized mm. him for, for several reasons. He, he, he shaved off. Uh, cut the mullet, shaved off the beard, dropped about 15 pounds. Sark was talking about him losing 15 pounds, and I said, did eight of that come with uh, cutting the mullet and shaving <laughs> right. the beard? And he said, not quite that much. But uh, it was more of a, it wasn't that he wasn't dedicated to the team, but it was kind of a, uh, a recommitment, if you will. And uh, and then he's worked, really worked on his footwork. He's worked on, uh, you know, on being a little more accurate with the ball. And, and I think we're seeing that, even though he kind of had a sluggish first half against Wyoming, the prior two ball games, he played very, very well. And in the second half, he was sharp against Wyoming and, uh, you know, still hadn't thrown an interception. He's, he's been, he's been sharp in, in all of that area. But I think also just in terms of his leadership, uh, Sark points to his poise and just kind of being calm, even when the, uh, the waters are not calm, he's able to, you know, to, to, you know, keep steering it. So I think all of those things are probably why Quinn, you know, looks better this year, certainly than he did last year. And how much uh, is Xavier Worthy kind of benefiting from having some other uh, uh, other options throwing the ball? That's got to help him a little bit. 
I think there's two things in play there, John. One, uh, you know, we found out uh, during spring ball that he had finished the, the regular season in the bowl game with a broken hand last year and was playing with it, and that led to some of the drops. He's completely healthy. That's part of it. And then having Adonai Mitchell on the other side, you've got a guy who's part of back-to-back national championship teams at Georgia who caught a touchdown pass in every big playoff and national championship game that Georgia's had over the last two years, semifinals and the finals. So you've got that. He's a native Texan from down in the Houston area, Fort Bend Ridgepoint. So, uh, you know, AD felt comfortable coming in. And I think that has added to uh, Worthy being all the more effective on the opposite side. Then you have, you know, Mr. Reliable. You have Jordan Whittington there in the slot. And uh, Jatavian Sanders has emerged as the type of dangerous tight end that, that folks thought he would be when he came in from Denton Ryan. So I think all of that uh, makes X. Uh, more dangerous as well as uh, the fact that he's got great speed and, and can get open. Uh, defensively, um, where do you – I mean, team looks really good. I mean, really solid. Uh, where do you feel like the Longhorns are defensively? Well, the, the, one of the question marks coming in was going to be how would the defensive ends do? Uh, the interior part of it, Tavondre Sweat, Byron Murphy – they thought that that would be solid, and it has been. And Murphy, by the way, proved he can catch a ball on the offensive side. Of <laughs> right. He threw him a touchdown pass last week. But the ends was the end positions, the jack in and the buck in. They were concerned about Baron Sorrell is a junior who just made steady improvement, and he has been good and had a big sack last week to stop or limit a Wyoming drive. And then really the surprise has been Ethan Burke. He's a sophomore who was a, a three-star recruit out of Westlake High here in the Austin area. Big, tall fella, 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, was a lacrosse player, but was also a very good football player on a couple of Westlake State Championship teams. And he's had two sacks to open the season and three and a half uh, uh, tackles for losses. So he's been good between those guys and the guys in the middle. It's made that defensive line uh, all the more solid. And this is the start of conference play. I mean, this is the Big 12 opener for both Texas and Baylor coming up this Saturday evening in Waco. I mean, this uh, you, we've all completed, you know, the non-conference games, and now this is sort of where the rubber hits the road, isn't it, when you start these league games? I, I like what Sark said in the Monday presser, John, when he said the Big 12, meaning the teams of the Big 12, the Big 12 doesn't care that we're 3-0. and The Big 12 doesn't care that we're number three in the AP poll. None of that stuff matters. And In fact, in the post-game interview last Saturday night, one of the last things I said to Sark was, hey, Texas is 3-0 and for the first time in 11 years. They had not been 3-0 and since 2012. And I said, Texas is 3-0 and for the first time in 11 years. He said, that's great, but we need to be 1-0 and in the Big 12, and that's next week. So uh, I think they, their eyes are, are on it and toward it. They also know uh, they're going to get everybody's best shot, and they're looking forward to it. What, uh, what have you seen through the first three weeks of the season, not, not just with Texas or Baylor, but around the league? What's kind of caught your eye? You know, maybe uh, two of the newbies have caught my eye, Central Florida and BYU. Uh, BYU's win at Arkansas I think was impressive. What Central Florida has done – has been impressive. And Cincinnati had gotten off to the good start before getting upset by Miami of Ohio. So we'll see if they can rebound hosting Oklahoma. I expected Oklahoma to be back and, and really good this year, and they have been. And it was a, a, a crushing loss for K-State, I know. Uh, when, when you get beat on a 61-yard walk-off field goal on the road against an SEC team, 
that's kind of difficult. I, I thought Kansas would continue to make their steady improvement, and they've done that. And, and while Tech has uh, sustained a couple of tough losses, there's still going to be a tough out for people this year. So I think all the way around the Big 12 Conference, you're going to see uh, some eyebrow-raising results. What West Virginia did against uh, Pitt last week was impressive to see. So there's, there's a lot of football uh, to come, and, and, and for both Texas and Baylor, there's going to be some, some rough battles ahead down the road, no, no question about it. Hey, it's great to visit with you. I appreciate your time and uh, look forward to seeing you on Saturday. J-Mo, it's always a pleasure. Great to have you and uh, great to be on with you, and it'll be good to have you on my show as well. Looking forward to it. Thank you.